Can you die of a broken heart? We'll find out next on The Scope. Medical news and research from University of Utah physicians and specialists you can use for a happier and healthier life. You're listening to The Scope. We're with Dr. John Ryan, a director of the Dysnea Clinic here at the University of Utah. I'm curious, you hear people talk about, oh, I've got a broken heart. I'm talking about in the romantic state, not, you know, that's not functioning. Is there such thing as a broken heart? There is. Yeah, it's referred to as a broken heart syndrome. Yeah. Uh, And this is an entity where in the setting of severe emotional trauma, such as death of a loved one, uh, divorce, uh, loss of a dog, uh, folks can uh, experience incredible chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, and uh, present uh, to the emergency department and have all the signs and symptoms of a heart attack. And then we take them to the cardiac catheterization lab to see if they've had a heart attack. And lo and behold, all their blood vessels are widely open. And as it turns out, they've had a severe adrenaline surge from the emotional stress that they've uh, been exposed to. And their heart has uh, severely decreased in function from that. However, you got to remember that it is the an uncommon cause of uh, decreased heart function. Uh, the most common uh, reasons for decreased heart function being still the uh, heart attacks, high blood pressure, and, uh, and and hereditary components. But it is is definitely a well described entity. So um, it's is it just like a heart attack? Then I mean, as far as presents, how it could affect yeah, you. So it presents just like a heart attack, and it can affect you just like a heart attack. The medicines you use are the same. And then, obviously, emotional counseling uh, in order to try and uh, better cope with whatever uh, emotional tumult has resulted in this broken heart syndrome. The other thing, of course, is that emotional trauma can also trigger a regular true blue heart attack. Uh And and, uh, that's well described, too. So it is important to try and differentiate the two being relatively similar. So uh, as, as a physician, uh, is there any way of de- determining the difference between the two without actually going to the cardiac lab? Yeah, you, n- n- no. So unfortunately <laughs> yeah, not. So. Uh, and also in terms of the uh, fully blocked artery, so when the large arteries are blocked, uh, time is muscle in that regard so you don't really have the luxury to decide well maybe it's an emotional trauma oh, sure. uh, resulting in blockage of small vessels or maybe it's the big vessel and ultimately uh, you need to go to the cardiac catheterization lab as soon as possible and the broken heart syndrome is a in that regard a diagnosis of exclusion once you rule out the more sinister, immediately life-threatening form. And, uh, and as I said, that's oftentimes when the history is more apparent that, you know, recently their, their husband of 50 years just passed or they, they lost their dog and so on. Could, could that differ from person to person? You have two people, both yeah, of their so husbands passed. And yeah, yeah. So it all depends on uh, what you perceive as emotional trauma. Um, so it's actually a kind of a head thing so at it that is, point. Uh, yeah, many people refer to it as a neurocardiac syndrome. Uh-huh. Um, um, or craniocardiac uh, is another uh, term people use because, again, it depends on how you react to whatever emotional trauma you have been exposed to. Is there so- something you can do to help lessen your chances yeah, of a broken so, heart? <laughs> yeah, yeah, aside from uh, not attaching yourself too much to your dog, um, there, there's really uh, very little uh, that can be done un- until after the fact. And then, obviously, you just t- you take the medicines, uh, you engage into the emotional counseling. So it sounds like that this heart attack has actually caused more from- from the brain than from the actual failure of yeah, the heart. Yeah, so their so their hearts uh, 
prior to the event are normally functioning. Uh, their coronary arteries are normal. And uh, after the, the good, the upside, the upshot is that after the event, uh, everything can come back to normal. Yeah. And once, once the medicines are on board, once the uh, emotional counseling is on board, everything can come back to normal. And there oftentimes does not end up long term uh, deleterious consequences from this. Isn't that amazing to you that the brain can actually cause the heart to fail? It is, it isn't, we're trying to hedge. It isn't, it isn't, because obviously most of what we do, the brain also, it trains us to succeed, right? So when you're obviously engaged in a severe uh, competitive event, such as, you know, uh, International Olympics or, or even, you know, your, your pickup soccer league, obviously your performance uh, is improved by your, uh, the fact, or oftentimes improved by the fact that you are under stress and you take it seriously and it improves your cardiac function in that regard. So just the same way that it can help you, obviously, there, there's, there, there's the opposite side of things as well, that emotional trauma can hinder you. We're your daily dose of science, conversation, medicine. This is The Scope, University of Utah Health Sciences Radio.